Hey guys. Hey. This is the Magic Our Way podcast. Going on with y'all. And you're listening to the B S Podcast Network. Network. Oh, in your face. Ooh, clean it up. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin. Today, I'm joined with George and Christian. We're coming to you guys today from the, the newly remodeled studio. God, it's beautiful in here. We, we put in a lot of work today, guys. You, yeah, we were, uh, you know, we only had so much foam. So we're like, where does it go? And Dope. we figured it. We, uh, the sound we did what we had to do. 48 pack on Amazon, $45. Uh, yeah, definitely worth it. I'm not even like kidding. Uh, we'll see at the end of this episode how much of a difference it'll make. I mean, this was a pretty echo-free room at the to begin with. I mean, it, it can be difficult to deal with, but our editor would know more about that. I mean, he'll tell us at the end. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, compared to last week's episode, that I had my work cut out oh. for me on last week's episode. Granted, we it were very, was authentic. It, it was worth it. It was raw. We were in the moment. It was it was a great interview. I really enjoyed talking to John. I think we all did. But uh, yeah, we we walk into. Uh, so basically, if you guys end up going to the Burger Fifty One, we roll up. We 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 you know we talk to the right. We get the right credentials and everything. And then she's like, "Okay, right over here." And we go to the building like directly underneath the screen. And it's just like a just a fucking like air conditioning unit just blasting full fucking force. It was the storage container. It was, had to have been. It looked like it from the walls. It was kind of like bunker esque, honestly. Y- yeah. And they were wearing those military outfits, and like you think, like oh, it's it's you know they're With doing Crocs. John was wearing Crocs. They're doing like a bit, right? But you mean Supreme Commander John? Supreme Leader. But I don't know. Yeah, like what are, his, what are his real credentials? Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna come get you. Yeah. Well, I'm not too worried about John. If I had to uh, <laughs> to take John in a in about. I'm sure we I can I can handle myself pretty well. Huge upset. George gets knocked out in 15 seconds. But little do I know he has ray gun hidden somewhere. Yeah, yeah. he did. Bunker. We asked him about it off camera or off, you know, off the air. Off and the he, record. And uh, he asked us to leave now. Yeah, it was like really Area 51 ass. We were flashed a badge. It didn't look like a like a, a government badge, though. But it did look really unique, guys, right? I mean, did you see that green shine in the back? It, had, it was yeah. like the, it was like a hollow strip almost. Some can say, but it was very like it's glossy. Is that element one fifteen? Uh, he might have it. That's what might make the burgers so good. Mm. I was thinking it resembles some labs I've seen and some underground spaces. Maybe we should hit up Mister. Le- maybe we should uh, ask Mister. Lazar to come on the show and be like, "Yo, can you identify it?" Oh my god! We take you there. He kicks the door in, and John's just like, "What the fuck." Little do we know, Bob Lazar is tied in with Burger 51 at the root. He's the secret investor. Burger 51 is just a way to keep Area 51 funded. Like, they're <laughs> yeah. losing funding from the government right now. They're just like, all right. So, they, they Naruto ran here. Now we're not taking it seriously. <laughs> they had to, they, when everybody was saying they were going to raid Area 51, they had to instate like a, a temporary base. Yes. Just with all the documents and the, and like the tape recordings, like if she goes south, 
It we might, got, you know, we have to do something. What if all the documents were in the paint bucket that you sat on? Bro. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. a stack of papers. So much like our studio, uh, and, and once again, we're not dissing John. We're very grateful. And no, he, yes. he's an innovative man. Yes. He's very quick on his feet because uh, we roll in. He was sleeping on top of his sodas. You know, he's a real entrepreneur. He's out there grinding, hustling, not like these people you see on Facebook. Yeah, no, people like, I, I think that's a great thing to point out. It's like, there's so many kids on Instagram and everything that make like this business thing just seem like elegant and like it has like a grace to it. This man was dressed up in a camouflage shirt. It looked like camouflage pajamas, though. They were like a shirt and like some sweats. Definitely got that from the army surplus store. I don't know. I think he got them from like Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, I they thought looked, it looked all right. I don't it, think it looked, I looked bad. I didn't think I, it looked bad, but it was literally yeah. just a t-shirt. Like it wasn't yes. no, like BDUs. But yeah, it, but like a lot of them wear that type of shit. The, the entire uh, like crew, but, so well, when, they're, when they're on base, like they get to wear just wear a t-shirt. You're right. We might have been to a real bunker, guys. Okay, let's Ooh, no. <laughs> so, anyways, you he was sleeping on sodas. Um, there was no nothing glamorous about it at all. Like, and and when we go in there, right. We're like, all right, how are we going to make this happen? How are we going to have like an episode recorded? Yeah, because first of all, he just goes, oh, yeah, I have a table, which is much like the table we're using right now is a fold out table. And he had one chair. And I got the chair. Yes, it was it was a, it was like a long and like narrow room. It had like some computers in it and uh, like a, I would say it's probably like five to six feet wide max. And uh, you know, kind of like like a surveillance or security room. Yes, I don't know exactly what it was. Um, maybe they ran some of the projectors sat, back there. You sat on a paint bucket, correct? Yeah, you did have a cushion on top, so Chris was not sitting on a paint bucket itself. I sat on two cases of Pepsi with a cushion on top of it as well. And then Supreme Leader John sat on a throne of of Fantas. Pe- Fantas, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> raised up. We had because we, we have we have mic arms and. He like extended that bitch like way out, and he was like, "All right," we're t-. and it it worked really well because his audio is really good. It was very symbolic him standing above us because his rank is supreme leader. Didn't you leader feel or commander? That? Which one was it? Yes, it was leader. He was a supreme leader, and I wasn't going to question his credentials because I don't know if I can get corn. I don't know the law, no, especially Burger Fifty One law. He was definitely like I. I felt like a. I was sitting w- like in the presence of greatness when he was above us. Oh, but so anyways, going back to this whole like entrepreneur stuff, this man has two restaurants. One of them is the Heart Attack Grill here in Vegas. The other one is Burger 51. He straight up, if you listen to the episode, he says he spends six hours a day at each restaurant. So homeboy's working 12 hour days every day. What are you doing? You're sitting there on Facebook going hashtag the grind never stops. Hashtag Burger 51 was weak AF. I'm like, (laughs) you don't even understand the time and effort that the government is putting behind keeping area 51 alive police is gonna sweep those people up and (laughs) right like ah you talk shit about burger 51 but But that's back over you take it back to the base it's the difference people and it's like it's the difference between us recording a podcast once a week and not right if you don't you're just like everybody else but if you put that little extra effort forth right like we you know i feel like we're getting better one percent like every time yeah i also have to like be the police and be like all right what are we doing you do you do i and i <laughs> think know, it's, that's I, it's the noble he's like the supreme leader around here yes no we definitely have looked at austin as like the the alpha dog 
the alpha dog. Don't do this the... to my ego right now. Because oh I'm my just going to go to my head. I'm going to come on the show and be like, what's up? This is my show. I'm not going to do that. But Well, okay. We do put forth good ideas. I think we have a great idea for the episode today. Yes. So I, should we jump into... Well, we have, we have some news we we're going to talk into about the news. first. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things coming up. Can so, I do a, a breaking news sound for us? So if... Uh, kind of, yes. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, Sorry Bo- to everybody's going to copyright strike that. That's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, because our videos do go uh, for everybody listening. Our, our episodes do go up on YouTube as a as a full video. So thanks. You just copyrighted us. <gasps> also, rest in peace to everybody's ears. <laughs> we we got to we got to warm them up. We got to spit on it. Yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> talked about this. Move up, move up the audience. All right. Well, let's let's get right into it. So for those of you that may be in the in the Disney circle, uh, you may know that Mulan was originally supposed to come out uh, sometime this year, and then they go, guess what? It's coming to Disney Plus. For how much, Christian? $30. On top of your subscription price. Yeah, so if you have the subscription, no, 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 you don't get it like you get um, uh, the, the Mandalorian. It doesn't come with a subscription. No. Then you get to pay the $30 to have i don't know if it's own or to rent as long as you have a subscription so you pay you pay 30 dollars once as long as you have a disney plus subscription you just you can watch it whenever no that's uh that's yeah like gosh man it's prices like that that make it worth the hour and a half to find it free somewhere online (laughs) and like chinese with subtitles like seriously i mean that's really the line yep uh but now there's new articles coming out and uh, i'll read the headline for this one Disney Plus will offer early access to Mulan on its iOS app through Apple's in-app purchases. So, so timed exclusive for Apple users. Yeah. yeah, So in the article, it states, as first noted by Lightshed Partners analyst Rich Greenfield on Twitter, the Disney Plus website was silently updated to include Apple, Google, and Roku as partners for Mulan's premiere on September 4th. Disney emphasizes that users must have an active Disney Plus subscription to order Mulan's premiere access. So they just snuck that in there real quick, like, hey. Yeah, dude. Well, Mulan's such an iconic Disney movie. It's spe- like, it's definitely my girlfriend's favorite Disney movie. You know that? Oh, and, and we, we clarified, we're talking about the, the live action. Yes, yeah, this right? is live action. Yeah, I can watch the okay, old I don't know one. if it was sad, so I don't pay attention. Uh, well, <laughs> Supreme Leader, my boys. <laughs> the new Mulan movie, everybody. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, it's live Brenda, action. Brenda Song's the Mulan, right? Oh, what was a, I don't know if Wendy that's Wu? true. She was oh. yeah, she was Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Homecoming, that was a good she movie. She was London Tipton. London but Tipton. Let's bring her wait, back wait, actually, Mulan, I don't actually, she's Macaulay Culkin's girlfriend from Home Alone. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I was talking to Vanessa about Macaulay Culkin. She goes, "Oh, her, him and Brenda Song are a thing." And I'm like, "What? No!" And I looked it up, and sure enough, I think after what since 2014, 2015, she's super smart too. I didn't. I Dude, just she's, read about that. Oh yeah. She was like a heart. I, if I'm not mistaken, she's a Harvard uh, graduate. That I don't know. She might have went after Sweet Life. Is that yeah, get the did. big brain on Brenda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways, it, like I was saying, Mulan. Like, I it was one of those Disney movies I didn't watch till I was in high school because my childhood. I'm for the same all way. Of our audiences to to understand a little bit about me. I was robbed of a lot of Disney movies as a kid because my dad only watched sports. So. If it wasn't a sports movie or a comedy movie, I probably wasn't watching it. But I watched Mulan in, in high school and talk about just a great old fashioned Disney story. You got Eddie Murphy in it too. 
He was a uh, Mushu, right? Mushu. Mushu. A little those, dragon. I love those great side roles in Disney with like a great voice actor. Yeah. Mushu is Eddie Murphy. Chris Danny. Pratt is a uh, Barley and out and onward. I mean, that's a newer one, but sorry, Danny, not to interrupt. Danny DeVito is Phil and Hercules. Yes. Wow. What can, a, what can a you believe that awesome people, people want it? We're like trying. I hate this on Facebook. People are like, oh my God, we should totally recast like this is a live action movie and we should use these people because they kind of look like them. I'm like, yeah, but they don't act like that, that role at all. I'm sure it's a lot. Like everyone thinks it's as easy as that. Yeah, but, but like it, actors are good, but like they're good at certain things. Anyways, somebody like casted Hercules and didn't put Danny DeVito as Phil, and I was like, "You're wrong." Just for that alone, like I'm already not going to take you seriously if you're going to say, "Let's do live action, but not with Phil being Danny DeVito." Yeah, like, no. how are you going to do that? Nope. It's and- like once you play the character perfectly, nobody else could play it. You know. So it's like in the new Spider-Man, they made uh, the guy who played J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons. He was the, the guy who ran the newspaper company, the evil old guy. Squirrels? Yeah, squirrels. Have you seen Spider-Man 2? And uh, they, the people, fans of the new Spider-Man series, the one with Tom Holland, were like, oh, he's the perfect role. They got to cast the same guy. And they got him to play the same role. And now his new show looks kind of like InfoWars from Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. And he's bald now. He's like, I've identified the Spider-Man. He's Peter Parker. And he shows his face, like exposing him at the end of the movie. InfoWars.com. Anyways, so, same I, deal. Yeah, I sidetrack. too have a piece of news for everyone to share. Uh, yes. As of lately, right? I always go on Twitter, try to see. All right, let's see what's popping in the world. And I see this story pop up about the movie Cuties on Netflix. So I'm going to just read off um, Cuties description. This is the, the movie description that Netflix put on. This TV uh, was made in France. So everyone knows. And it's a mature movie. So keep all that in mind. Here's the description. Cuties. 11-year-old Amy starts to rebel against her conservative family traditions when she becomes fascinated with free with a free spirited dance crew. So I think that is their newer one. They had also um had this other description. I just now saw that they had the new one. Here was the original one. Amy, 11 years old, becomes fascinated with a twerking dance crew, hoping to join them. She starts to explore her femininity, defying her family's values. So and it's, it's from France? Yes. So this was made in France and uh, the Netflix was just about to release it. And then, you know, uh, everybody who believes that you can't show girls in that light, you know, 11 year old girls, they signed this petition. It ended up being like 50,000 people signed a petition saying like, change the description of the movie or well, flat out don't show the movie, but at least you know, do something different other than saying a twerking dance crew. Cause I mean, it is 11 year old girls. So I ask you guys the question here right now, how is this movie and a, and a dance crew, 11 year olds dressing provocatively any different than the show dance moms on Bravo TV? It isn't. I, you know, I, I've already formulated part of my opinion about this and you, you said something very important. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, and this goes this goes this goes back. I thought about 
the the pageants that they do, like the little girl pageants. Um, before that, and this was like even like conservative places did it, right? Toddlers and TRs. There you go. If TLC. you want to track it with a reality show, it's like it's always a thing with them. Like it seems like weird, and like you're you're playing on the sexuality of the kid. Like let's be honest, to to a degree you are. Yes. Have you seen South Park with the episode where they made fun of it? Uh-huh. Where Many Michael, moons ago. Michael Jackson comes back as Ike and they have to arrest the judges. There's also a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode about uh, pageants. I, also, I also have a... Wait till you get to that episode. I have personal ex- personal experience with... with but I'll let Christian finish first with dan- dances yes. like that. Oh, um, I was just saying I've been watching where It's Always Sunny. Okay. Totally, okay. totally okay. not. So... You you can make that connection in your head, right? Because it's like there is shows yeah. already that do this. It's already been done. Yes, already so, existed. It's so, still going on too. Yes. When I read that off, Austin, like, what were your initial thoughts? That's the society we live in. Like, it, personally, I feel like an eleven-year-old. Like, I don't necessarily agree with it, but if you go on. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What are you seeing? Same thing. Dude. Same well, thing. I think that I, my, shit's weird too, but it's still going on. Yeah, my algorithm obviously isn't set up to see. Yeah, all mine that isn't seeing anything, like, but it's out there, and they promote it. I, oh yeah. So, I and I'll I'll jump in real quick. When you were younger, a movie like this would be amazing. Am I right? If you're like a, a 10, 11 year old kid, I remember, yeah. I remember if being you're like, the same age. Yes. Yeah. No. And I'm saying that. And I'm like, you are, you're, you're not allowing kids to like this. This movie's as real as it gets. I'm sorry, but that happens nowadays. Girls dress provocatively, way more provocatively than when we were in school. Oh, oh yeah. Like it's the, the, the style, the culture's changed. And I think it, people find it tough to accept that. Because so I read a tweet also that the director put out in her statement saying that, you know, it was never the intention to sexualize 11 year olds, but to go through the, the actual story that many of these girls are going through right now with like, how do I fit in? How do I stay cool? But at the same time, have boundaries and still have family values. And I, you know, us as guys, I, I feel like we struggle to see that. But for a girl, you know okay, my friends start dressing, showing their midriff, so now I should start showing my midriff. Or like those, they're starting to wear short shorts, so then I wear short shorts. And then, like you said, TikTok dances and they all that. They wear heelys, so I wear heelys. The cool kids wore heelys. But like, it's it's crazy. I um, So it's like social competition has brought us here, let's say. I So this is the thing I regretted not looking up beforehand, and I'm going to do a quick little Google before the show ends. But the movie is rated mature. Which good, good boys. Yeah, but like, I mean, is it going to be as sexual as that? Because if it is, then I, I think you got to watch yourself. I think I think good boys wasn't like in your face sexual. It was like sexual innuendos and sexual jokes and sexual like like inferences. Correct. And I don't this, think anybody's worried about sexualizing boys. No, which is which should which be as may, equally, maybe you think like that's wrong, but I, I'm just saying that's how people mostly yeah, which should be taken as equally as like not to get weird or anything, but do you guys remember when Stranger Things came out and the main guy uh, Finn Wolfhard, the main actor, girls were like 18, 19 years old saying like please sleep with me, and this dude was like 12. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like no, Ugh. that's disgust. That's just as disgusting as don't like this. that. 
But um, so, no, but everyone looks at that boy and daps. Hey, that's my nice. boy. Hey, knuckle tap me from across the table, buddy. That's how we do it. Yeah. But uh, when I was growing up, I took guitar lessons for 10 years of my life. The guy who taught me guitar lessons, his wife taught dancing. So they opened up a dance and music school. This is where I took my lessons for the majority of my time. My sister did dancing and it was, excuse me, it was the same way. Like they dressed provocatively. And at the time I was like, I don't, I like, I felt the same. I felt like this is like wrong. I understand like it, you have an image to upkeep because you, you get scores and stuff like that. But I was still like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that is what's popping with the Netflix uh, movie called Cuties. I kind of want to watch it just to just to see like, all right, how bad is this? Just now? to get yeah. on the watch list. Yeah, I think they, <laughs> they definitely it, it was a plus that they changed twerking. They changed it to just a dance crew. Well, what's what, what I think is is interesting is it's made in France. Mm-hmm. They might be using that as a buzzword to be like, oh, yeah, that's an American culture thing or a Western culture thing. Let's throw that in there and we can and get then, it right. We right. can like people be like, oh, yeah, twerking. I love twerking. Let's watch a movie about twerking because let's be real. Eastern East like Eastern countries think we're stupid and they, they're probably right. But. Yeah, I think it's uh the world though. It's kind of crazy. They all think we're dumb. <laughs> but see, no, I feel like there's like a weird unity with like the younger crowd that's like we are we know what's right. We're so much better than everything else and like we're going to all unite around these certain things. Cuz I feel like younger like us yeah. or younger than us. Younger than us. Okay. Because it's like those kids are growing up with social media from the ages of like 6 and 7, you know. Well, no, they're growing some, up with we were on the tail were, end of it. Yeah, yes. we were we were like we were I had like we had dial up. Let's just say that. Yeah, we know VCRs beep, are. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yes. I remember like knowing where the hangout was cuz everybody's bikes were there. Or like a cool story, my house you know, I still live with my parents at the moment. My house, our house has the power box in front of it. So my house was the was the kick it spot because everybody hung out at the power box. The power box was base. Everybody could lean on the, the the freaking box, and so we just all hung out there and and hit their heads with a fire hydrant, like in your neighborhood. I don't know where I was for that. <laughs> Some hilarious shit pops off, and I don't even I don't know if I was with Andre. I think you were. I think it was like your whole I must family. Have, I was and definitely then Connor, the house. And this kid Connor. Let's not let's not name nope. people. <laughs> Austin, uh, tell him the story because I wasn't there. Yeah, no. Well, you I wasn't said there somebody either. got hit in the head with a fire I hydrant? Christian's mom. So this kid. Uh, we just, we'll call him kid one. Kid Carl. Carl is his name. Carl. You went to, he went to middle school with us. So I'll tell you after the show who it was. Got you. He, his friend was Christian's older sister's boyfriend. Okay. So that's how, that's how he's into this whole thing. So they're hanging out at Christian's house. Christian's probably in his room playing Black Ops because that's where we all were. Yeah. And like he, Carl hits Christian's sister's boyfriend in the head with the fucking fire extinguisher that he stole from our high school. Oh my God. He like showed up, took it off like the thing and then brought it to their house. Like in a fit of rage? Like, no, just because he, he was like, oh, I'm bored. Like wow. some dumb the kid shit. Dumb like, shit oh, this is a good kids. idea. Oh and then, God. and then Christian's mom was like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want that. What are you doing? Jesus Christ. Oh, and then. <laughs> And then Carl convinced, uh, we'll call kid number two, uh, I don't even remember his real name. <laughs> Gollum. <laughs> Gollum. So <laughs> Gollum is Christian's older sister's boyfriend. Carl convinced Gollum to lay down and so he could jump over his head with a bike and he hit him. 
no way like he was like gonna hop over his head yeah and i think he like didn't get high enough in the back tire just fucking oh cut, clipped him God. or in the words of uh of a uh, fucking jake the snake paintbrush the fuck out of him God, what is wrong with you guys what is wrong with Gollum and carl uh well, when i tell you the name of carl after we're done recording you'll be like oh Makes sense. yeah it'll be big picture <laughs> big picture big picture all right well i got some news too before we before we move on to our segment, this is pretty exciting. Uh, I'll just go ahead and read the article. Borat 2, yes, Borat 2, is seemingly being filmed in Los Angeles as recent footage of the character has surfaced on YouTube. Borat, or is officially titled Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, was released in 2006 as a comedy. It found an audience that still quotes the movie today, which we do. We are part of that. We are. We are audience. that. We are, we gotta how, find a Borat convention. There's gotta be one somewhere how, in the world. Old were That's we then? gay. I wouldn't want to be caught in none of those pictures. How <laughs> everybody be wearing the damn V or some shit? <laughs> the fucking yellow. I was uh, I was nine years old when this came suit. out. I, when oh. you said 2006, I'm kind of oh my. So I have this. Uh, uh, my uncle, him and I play Xbox a lot. His profile picture is still Borat in that thing, like red oh ass. God. He's had that since the 360. He just never changed it. He thinks it's the funniest shit ever. I agree, but it it, it, it gets better like a fine wine, you know. <laughs> you look at it with the like, ages. Ah. All right. Anyways, uh, so the film has continued to draw criticism for its depiction of someone from Kazakhstan, especially as it's portrayed by Sasha Baron Cohen, who is not Kazakh. What is Sasha? How recently have people been mad about English. that? He's British. He's British. Okay. Uh, they were mad from like the get go. Big man. Like like the dude who uh, I, I know I talked about this in the first episode of the show. But like the dude who sold him the Hummer was like trying to sue them because like, oh, that wasn't how I really am. Damn it, Bobby. Yeah, but hey, I think that's the beauty of that movie. That That's comedy. It's purest form. You know, you can't let the actors act. Yeah. You can't get any more real than. Yeah. And so world. it continues on by saying Cohen, who plays the character, seemingly bringing the character back for new audiences is seen in the footage here. You can check out what appears to be Cohen as a character below. So I'm looking at this photo. And it's outside of like a McDonald's, obviously in America. And he's driving like the pickup truck from like Toy Story, like the pizza delivery, but without the camper shell. And he's like suit, mustache, everything. Just just driving here. I'll see if I can show you guys. Oh, oh, my gosh. Is that is there more than that or is that it? uh, I think there's a video. We can try to see if we can watch the video. Uh, Oh, here's another picture. Oh, there's a camera crew in front of him with a van. Oh yeah! What if they did? What if they did like live reaction shit with the character? He just shows up and people are like, "Yo, dude, Borat!" Get him caught some in one of his schemes. Would, yes. No, he's a he's an all time uh, jokester in scheme man. Oh yeah, and he does it because he knows it's funny. A hundred percent. He also does it because he's like making fun of like, look, you you really think this is serious? Like when he went to that like rally a few months ago and dressed up and started singing like really racist songs. I uh, just recently saw Sa- uh, Sasha Baron Cohen as Ali G on a TikTok, and as Ali G, who's Ali G? Ali G is a character he played. We got to watch that movie too, guys. Which movie is that? Um, it's just one where he plays like this um this pimp, but he's talking to a guy like uh in a Navy submarine, and he's like, yeah, no, it's just guys down here, and we go out for a couple of months, and then Sasha Baron Cohen was like, so like a gay cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy did not know how to react. 
I like but, I like to I liked Bruno when he went to that like military like training facility and they're making him do push ups like what is your name? And he goes, DG and they're like DG's like and they're like DG and he goes, Dolce and Cabana, duh. <laughs> Or DC or something like that, but yeah, and like it's my baby OJ. Oh yeah, I decided to give him a traditional black name, African name, OJ. And then he's fucking driving with him on a moped, like no seatbelt, and just holding him. All right, yeah, people got to realize it's not necessarily they're not trying to say something; they're just being dumb. Uh, yeah, he's just doing stupid stuff for the sake of doing stupid stuff. What are they saying about Kazakhstani people? Nothing. It's just like don't mess with the Zohan. I mean, the only thing he said about Kazakhstani people was his neighbor who had an iPod mini, which was for girls. <laughs> I think that, that, yeah, no, there's Luckily so many the quote, key, Yeah, there's th- that movie. I feel like in middle school, the movies we quoted the most was that in the longest yard. Yes. Yes. We were deprived. Of, like, that's the thing that I'm glad that we have today is that we just have such a variety of ways to find comedy films. What's funny is because like parents now are worried about like oh video games are melting my kids brains but that was us like we we suffer from the brain melting kids today aren't even like like we were totally overlooked they were like oh my kid's stupid all right well that's a dud yeah we're lucky we were independent because killing all those people in the hospital and gta GTA 4 (laughs) oh it was so real i look at videos of it now and i'm like wow i could have shot up my school it's like no like and i was independent (laughs) it's it's seriously GTA. My God. What a game. What a game. All right. Well, we should probably move no on. Details. To our- no yeah, details. Oh, yeah. Forgot, no forgot, details. Forgot. Sorry. Forgot NDAs. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sign the dog line. Uh, well, I'm the only one who did. But uh, so let's go ahead and George, go ahead and introduce us to our segment for today. Okay. So we were coming up with ideas for this podcast. And I said, hey, why not just see if we can. Uh, find a story about our life that we'd want to turn into a movie. And we talk about the actors we want to act in it. We talk about who we'd want to direct it. Um, and, and just like talk a little bit about a moment in time in our life that we'd want as a movie. Um, so I, I guess I'll just go ahead and start us off. Please do. So what I would make as a movie is a compilation esque comedy of all the horrible things that have happened to me when I go on vacations to California. I will be played. Uh, I'll start off with the actor so you can get a mental picture as I go through the story. I am being played as James Franco, like a James Franco in 127 hours though. So he's gotta be kind of dirty, little, little dirty, little scruffy, you know, um, not like pristine Franco. Um, my girlfriend who will be accompanying me on all these trips will be Margot Robbie for like obvious reasons. Ah, Harley Quinn. She was like super Cameron was stoked this morning when I was like, yeah, no, I I'm going to make you Margot Robbie. And she she's was like, in a, oh, really? You she was once like, upon a time in Hollywood. Yes. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Good job. My favorite. Uh, but see, I want, um, I, as an actress, I want her to have the kind of voice that she had in, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. So like a little New Yorker, like like George. She would say like George. Which is not accurate, but who cares? But yeah, no. Jesus, Margot Robbie, New York accent. Sign me up all day. I'm James Franco. Yeah, so I like it. It's crazy. Now that you have those two actors in your head, let me start off by saying that every time that I've gone to California, this is real, this is real life. Every time I've gone to California, there has been some something that's happened to us. Um that has absolutely derailed our plans on a trip. One of us got kidnapped. 
Not that yet, but I mean, hey, we can <laughs> find a yet. way to tie the that Craigslist in. Is still I like up. how you've been to Thailand and Mexico, but still your worst experiences are to California. Oh, it's the worst. Okay, so let me continue. We are going to start off with uh, us being like 18 years old. This is our very first trip that we get to go on, like away from our parents, so like alone, like they're Which letting is always us nice. take a little car trip, right? So you stoked me. Mark, like I mean, Margot Robbie, yeah. Margo Robbie. No, George We're having and a great Robbie. time, having a great time, we'll right? Know, we'll know. We, um, so we get everything packed. So, you know, your very first road trip, you obviously forget like everything because you know, like there's so many little subtle things that you forget to pack or you know, you you overthought. So when we're going, planned it, so yeah, you right? figure that shit out. So you got to figure it out on your own. So we start driving, right? And we're we're stoners, so we our very first stop in California. We're so excited to stop at a California dispensary. We go into this California dispensary, and it's like a montage of just like weed, right? You know, just I. You guys have never been to a California dispensary. I'm going to describe it for you. Imagine going into like a a garage, decked out in like really low lighting, but with jars of weed that like big cookie jars so i'm imagining like the collector from like uh guardians of the galaxy just super dim but there's just like like mason jars everywhere of yes shit. yes you're wow bam great great way to visualize it so <laughs> snoop d-o-dub um i'm contemplating having him play a trans woman as the as the where, marijuana dealer i'm contemplating it we're still we'll see how snoop Dude, I think it. he could pull it off. I like the sound of that because he's really thin. You know, he's got that thin frame. Yeah, let's, he let's could see be, if, his, uh, if his manager signs a contract first. So, um, we uh we get some weed, right? And then we leave this dispensary, and it's a scene um where we're driving and we we're smoking a joint, right? Me and Margot Robbie were smoking a joint, getting baked, and you can like see us go back and forth, passing the joint like a Cheech and Chong scene. And then in the on the side of the window, you see the the road turn into like a desert road. Like we start going like down a bumpy road, right? So I look down at my phone and I'm like, all right, like we're um we're still on pay. Like Google Maps is taking us this way. So like we're gonna keep going. And it's like a bumpy road. And then, you know, we keep smoking and we start getting really high. And then we start going into sand. And then we get stuck in sand. Because we freaking were following Google Maps and it was taking us the complete opposite direction, but we we're so baked that we did not know <laughs> where we were going. True story. Oh my um, gosh. Get stuck in the sand. Bam. Next scene. Gotta call a tow truck because you're stuck in the sand. Who's our tow man? Carlos Mencia. Carlos <laughs> Mencia. That's awesome. He says. Is he gonna is he gonna steal somebody's lines from another Ooh. movie? <laughs> <laughs> He's like going to hit himself over his head and he's like, can't believe you did this guy and boom, pulls us out. And um, since we didn't have enough money to pay him, because he said it was going to be like 600 bucks to pull us out of the sand. I tell Margo, I'm going to roll the window down. And this, this part didn't happen, but I wish it did happen because this shit was stupid. So expensive. did you really pay the $600? Yeah, it was 500 something <sighs> rough, rough, right? So. But in the movie, the way I wanted to have happen is he pulls us out all the way onto the road. And then when he's going out of his car, I have Margot jump in the window and we just hightail it on out of there. And we just leave Carlos Mencia in his tow truck in the dust because it was a Beamer. at the time. So we're driving a Beamer. 
So we make it down to California, right? The next scene is us at the beach and we're having a nice little romantic dinner at the sunset. And, you know, we go have a nice night at Santa Monica Pier. We're having a great time montage of us riding roller coasters and shit. We go back to our car to go back to the hotel for the night. Don't have our keys. So it's like the second big blunder. There's three big blunders. That's the second one. Three acts. So we're looking around the beach all night. I mean, like walking miles and miles trying to find our keys. Can't find our keys. So that's the second big blunder fuck up thing. Then the third one, I am still debating on if I should really make it up with a kidnapping idea that Austin had earlier, because that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, do you guys see like where this movie's headed? Yeah, it's totally Absolutely. like a James Franco, like Seth Rogen type film. So that's what that's the next people I wanted to list it off was the directors. So okay. as a director, I want this to have like a comedic feel to it. And like, you know, you have to have somebody who's had the experience of having like these multiple problems in a comedy film. So my main director I have chosen as the you guys want to drum roll it? That sounds terrible. I know. <laughs> okay. Oh, a chance to make Adam it harder to edit. Oh, here we go. Sandler, the Sandman. Fuck you. <laughs> I want him to. to God damn, I got to change right now. my movie. Um, but I also want this to be produced by um Matt Parker and Trey Stone. <laughs> Ooh, I like okay. that. That's a that's a fierce okay, mix. That sounds good. So, just just so you guys can get the visualization, we eventually will make it back home from our vacation. But you have one more bad thing happen to us, uh, and I'm going to say it's a kidnapping, right? You, we finally find our keys at the police station like two days later, right? So we'd been stressing trying to find them. Did you really lose did your you, keys? Yes. How long did it take you to find them? Never found them. So how did you get home? My mom flew to Los Angeles with the spare key, drove to us, and we drove home. Did she beat your ass? No, Gail's a sweetheart. She handled it like a champ. You guys got to understand, my mom literally is not a, a human being. She's an angel sent from above. Because anybody else's mom would have said, you fucking figure it out. You're going to greyhound it there, back. Who cares? Um, Gail finds a flight, flies to Los Angeles. With the spare key, and we drove home after that. But how horrible is that? That's that's pretty bad. Oh, here's the third thing. It kind of slipped my mind. That's why I was contemplating your kidnapping thing. But we're gonna say the second thing, and and we'll save the keys for last. The second biggest gaffe is I've been wanting to go to the comedy store because I've been listening to so mm. much Joe Rogan that I'm like, I'm gonna go to the comedy store. Who's on the lineup tonight? Joe Rogan. We got uh, Dane Cook. We got a couple of other. That Joey Diaz, Big Daddy. I wish. I wish. Big Daddy J. But Dane Cook and Joe Rogan in one comedy set. At oh, did the you comedy really store. see this? So, what, okay. Was, so this, this is, what, was the lineup real? Yes, the lineup oh, okay. was real. That's pretty fucking cool. Lineup was real. So we're, we're 45 minutes to an hour away in Los Angeles traffic to get to the comedy store. We're driving up on the highway. We're stoked. You know, we're going to see our boys. We finally get it down. We go to dinner. We then proceed to walk over to the comedy store and get in line because we thought this show started at 11. It was the late night show. 
as we're walking up, like we're like five people away. We'd been waiting in line for like 10 minutes because there's a long line outside the comedy store. Yeah, it's a comedy store. So we walk up and I'm like, all right, time to pull up tickets. I look at my phone and that show that I bought tickets for was the seven o'clock show. Oh, no. So the comedy store was a no go. So yeah, that, like that whole movie would just be surrounded about how California and my very first vacation just freaking sucked. I feel like the plot should be like you really want to go see Joe Rogan, Dane Cook. Yes. Yes. And then you just have all these fucking problems on the way there. And then you get there and it's just another kick in the fucking balls because it's like, oh yeah, guess what? You missed it. Yes. Yes. And then then preceding that, we'll say we'll go to the beach just to just to like, you know, Give enjoy a the night. rising action. And then lose the keys and then margot robbie contemplates dumping me you were the one that fucking lost the keys and you know <laughs> james frank why do you do this <laughs> that's a horrible james frank <laughs> but you, you get the, those forehead wrinkles he look real serious why do you do this to me? i contemplated doing a, a patrick swayze <laughs> just resurrect him as, for one more movie. Yeah, as as the person who plays me, he just, but, he just roadhouses fucking Margot Robbie. So I, I actually now the only thing I'm going to change from my movie setup was that I want um I want Seth Rogen to be a trans woman, and I want Snoop Dogg to be a paraplegic. All right, <laughs> and, and are they like a duo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's their weed shop. I like this. And, and he, 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 oh Here's what I think of. You said Adam Sandler is directing this. Yes. In all his movies, notice how we were talking before. There's always like those side characters that don't have many lines, but everybody remembers them. They're just so Holy funny. Shit. Those are the two that what if Carlos Mencia and these guys. What if they appear at some point else? Like they have to reappear in the movie. They, at they're some in point. line for the for the comedy, the comedy store. store. Yes. Or they fucking know Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan calls him in through like the back entrance. <laughs> you well, see. Well you, well, you look over and you're like, oh shit, that's Joe He's like, hey, come here. And yes. you start walking. He goes, no, 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 not you. And then they go, they go. And so it's like, Ew. get out of the way. Yo, dog. What if? Or, or like they say they can get us in, right? We're like, oh my gosh, guys, we bought the wrong tickets. If you know Joe, like you can get us in. And then like, we go up and then Joe Rogan just like kicks us out. He's like, no, dude, we're at capacity. You got to get the fuck out. He's like, I don't know y'all. Yeah. Who the fuck, the are fuck you? out? We got a show to do. Get out of my studio. <laughs> get out of my studio. And then I definitely want to, I want to, um, what the hell are those called? Cameo, a young Jamie cameo. I want young Jamie to like, but it's Tom Holland, a young Jamie. Can you Google these guys real quick? And then that's a no go. You guys haven't done DMT yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my movie, guys. What I, do you guys hey, think? What I, do you guys think? I thought of a, a good idea. Let's keep adding on. Let's see. All it. right. So, like, the premise of the movie is kind of like your guys' California trips, they're like cursed. Yes. So, what if, like, the night before the trip, you're visited by like a ghost in your dream or something? Like, whether it's like, it could be like, Depending on how you want to be, like it could be Cameron, it could be your parents, it could be like a Me. judgmental figure, like saying like, "Oh, something bad's gonna happen," like giving you the prediction. Yes, and then you meet all the characters as bad shit happens, and then 
you know, since it's a road trip, these is these are like multi-night situations. Like every night you sleep and you're tossing and turning and it pans in on your face and you get another like message like the ghosts of like Christmas, you know, past, present, and future type shit. <laughs> the the and ghost then, of the ghost of Blunt's past. As you meet the K okay, so like let's say you meet the Carl Spencia guy who has the tow truck. Then the next night he'll be the guy giving you the next message. Bro. You know what I mean? And, okay. And, and like, then Snoop Dogg and Seth Rogan, the paraplegic of the transgender, <laughs> they'll be the next one. And like That's reading good. his this like premonition this through the movie. Good. What's, I like what's it. the name of this I, movie? Okay. So well, I, don't, I don't have one for mine yet, but I figured we could spitball that. I, one. I can't believe I thought that much about the movie with no name, with no name at all. Damn. Okay. I can't think of a name for mine. Plum Express instead of Pineapple Express. Too derivative. Uh, what's like a freaking guys? Cali. Cali. California Dreaming. How, and then we'll, we'll name it like the name of a food. So like every night they were like really upset. We go to Roberto's. We get a California burrito. We'll just call it California burrito. I like it. When, That'd be nice. It? This is like kind of an intimate story at the same time. When yeah. Can like we see we, it? Um, Give it an intimate name. So I'd have to get the script written and then send it out and then work I'll with Zavi's it. people. And then I'll edit it. We're looking at maybe 2028. 20, <laughs> I think we can see this at the big screen. We can rent our own theater for a hundred dollars. I kind of want to start writing this as a script. When I was like saying the story, I was like, this actually could be we, something. We, not we got too an bad. identity here. I'll say that. Like we got some interesting shit. Yes. Because movie. it's just crazy guys. Like every time we've gone to California, it's something. So then another one, another just true story that happened was we almost lost our, our um, forgot where we parked after Clippers game. We're like, what was your first round? You went to a Clippers game. It was a great game. Clippers won on a buzzer beater. I was stoked. Oh my God. Who were they playing? Um, Great question. Don't remember. They got demolished. Forget about it. No, they won. They no, won, they on, a won buzzer beater. on a buzzer beater, which means so, the last second. Okay. Um, We had that happen. Then we've also had, uh, um, oh, we went to a grad night that my cousin gave me tickets to. Grad nights are like the ones you go to for your school. When you're a senior, were they like way bigger than like ours? Because like I remember Cheyenne's grad night. Well, I didn't go. They to went grad. to Universal, so like the I didn't tickets, go to grad night, but they went to like Six Flags, and I was like, I'm not gonna go to Six Flags. Yes, so like I didn't, I didn't get to go either because I got a. Oh, that's that could be a good film too. Yeah, grounded. I know I got um, freaking almost expelled from Northwest. <laughs> I had the craziest, like I have the craziest discipline record that Northwest has ever seen, and it's just one incident. And it's uh, we brought alcohol on our school trip, and um, we had gone away with it. I not only had brought alcohol, but I had brought a little pot too. Kind of crazy. I it was stupid. I bought the alcohol up there though. Um, we drink. We're drinking for like three days straight because we we're on a trip in what, high school. What was the trip for? So you go up there and it's a skills competition. So we were media <laughs> broadcasting. So we're the news team. George just said there fucking a bottle in his hand. He's like, I right, fuck you. So the coolest thing about this thing is you're up there for five days and you only compete one of the day. So you're so four of the days you're just chilling. Four of the days you're big chilling around the city of Reno doing pretty much whatever you wanted. Like I said, I got alcohol. We smoked some pot. 
I am we I get away with it literally all week. And then we're driving on the bus ride home and I'm drinking. Uh, I had Jack Daniels honey uh, and I put it in an A&W bottle and I, I was drinking all the way back home because we got third place, guys. In the entire state, we got third place. I was stoked. So you got second we were loser. celebrating. Yes, yes. But compared to the year before, we got nothing. I was very excited. Yeah, ranking is big. Yeah, it, it's always big. So we uh, <laughs> we're going down. I have an A and W bottle. I get fucking plastered because I drink an entire A and W bottles worth of Jack Daniels on a nine hour bus ride. I was pretty wasted. You probably could have smelled it on my breath. I was very stupid about it. But then I left the bottle. I was so drunk. I left the bottle on the bus. Oh, and tell me why, buddy. Tell me why. Tell me why it was a teacher from another school picked up that bottle, sniffed the bottle, sniffed it. They walk out of the bus, say, whose bottle is this? And, you know, at that point in time, right, if I'm <laughs> only going to get in trouble for the bottle of A&W found, I'll definitely take that as opposed to the. Bottle of Ciroc, but I you bought didn't know she the sniffed bottle it. of whiskey. No, they no, they knew. No, no, no. You didn't know that she sniffed it. Uh no, I didn't, but I That's did. That's what I'm saying. So you were like, you're like But at the same time, I'm like, okay, if they're point pinpointing out this bottle, like I could have so like here's the thing I didn't want to have happen at that point in time. I, I was very smart about it. I was like, I'm going to leave my fate in the hands of people that I know probably don't have my back, which was like all the other people on that trip, like his only like three or three of us out of 15 of us were like really going hard in the paint. Everybody um, else is like, we go to Northwest. Everyone else was like, I'm going to have, Stanford next we're year. We're trying to win a competition here. And so like I get in trouble for that because I'm like, it's my bottle. And then I got, so then brings up to grad night. I got freaking suspended from grad night. I could not go to prom ruin Cameron's prom. Ruined Garrett oh, night. No. Almost wasn't able to walk at graduation and got suspended for a week of school. That's it. Dude, Cheyenne, they'd have been like, you donezo. I think the thing is, I had such a, I had a clean record to that point. Only thing, only other thing I did was break a girl's forearm in high school, but, freshman year. But why? She, what should, did you she do? should only have two of them. Uh, we were playing <laughs> Ultimate Frisbee and. She was one of those girls that didn't participate, and I'm athletic as AF, so I took it uh, serious. Yeah, football player. She was probably 85, 90 pounds at the time. Oh, I ran Lord. into this girl at probably full speed, and she fell to the ground and broke her wrist. Did you have to pay for it? All better. No, I did not have to pay for it. I just had to write an incident report because like, I just felt like shit, you know? I helped her up. Oh. Like, I wasn't like a he dick about it. grabbed the broken one, just yanked it. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. My bad. But anyways... That is my story, guys. Um, feel free to add in the in the show notes or comment on the show what I should do next with this. What points am I missing? Very nice, very nice. Christian, Whoa, you want to go, go next? Yeah, I think I can go next. I'm still fleshing mine out while you guys are telling yours. So. <laughs> you know, no, you, you know, we were talking. I, you got me thinking about mine. Like this is, it's a hard thing to come up with, guys. I'll tell you, it but. is. I got some interesting stuff cooking up now at this point. I mean, while we're talking Perfect. about it, it'll add on. Perfect. <laughs> He's like, we'll I'm going to we'll improv feed this. into it. Yes. Okay. First, I'll tell you what I know. All right. And then from there, we'll, we'll see go. what else happens. We'll go. So it would be the genre. It would be like a coming of age story, but it would be a, like a, a comedy coming of age story and kind of also a feel good movie. Very much like super bad, honestly. 
Okay. It kind of it's it's a it's like a it's a comedy. It's really funny. It's relatable. And then um, it's also has like some feel good moments to it, like some tender drama and shit like that. And the music, it's like it has like a I don't know if you guys have ever watched the movie Chef. I have not. No. It's like a it's the only movie I'd call a feel good movie because like the drama is kind of light, but like you know, there's like the music and the scenery and it makes you feel good. Okay. Good movie though. Would highly recommend. I will. So we'll watch. You know, but Superbad's kind of both. So it'd be kind of like that movie. Um, I don't know the name of the director. But the guy that directed Superbad, he could direct this. Perfect. Because it's basically it the you. perfect type of movie. And, uh, you know, I, I've stated before, Superbad, great film. Um, that'd be the genre, right? And so it'll be a coming of age story. So it'd probably be set like sometime in high school for me. So, uh, you know, it's like, you know, just, it's like, oh, we, it's time to find ourselves. Like that type of moment. And mm-hmm. like high school is when like, I figured out like who my friends were and shit in like a bunch of different ways. And like, I also like found out who I was and shit. So, and that's always good for, that's why it's a coming of age movie. I think uh, you have the perfect director for that. He was the um, director for keeping up with the Joneses, the new show on Netflix, Dave about the rapper, little Dickie, which oh, that's is a good show. comical. That's a good show. It's a good show. Um, we're also looking at the day trip and Adventureland. What's his name? Okay. His name is Greg. Um, I can't believe I forgot. Uh, I love Adventureland. Motola. Motola. Well, there you go. There's your director. Motola. He sounds like he could do it. Adventureland is just in a very close vein with uh, Superbat to me and the era they were from and type of movies they are. Um, so keep that type of stuff in mind. Got you. Um, honestly, it would be, it would not be a one for one retelling. It'd be dramatized. Mm-hmm. for for comedy but it would also have like legitimate like feel good and tender moments Got so it. like the, just like super bad it's like oh ha 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 then like it's like okay this is what the characters are about here's their arc you know uh the police are like trying to be this father figure to make love in and uh seth and his uh another buddy you know it's michael sarah and seth and uh what the name? yeah michael- the true back then we just talked about him uh Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Jonah Hill. Hill, Just like their character. You know, it's like about them like also finding themselves. And uh that's what it'd be about. And it would be about high school. Um, I don't know who all the characters would be because it's hard to make like a summation of that, but like my cousin would be character, Austin would be character. And that chapter of my life, I didn't really like know shit about because I was in high school. I left that side. Oh yeah, no, we were in def. We were you went. We went to different high schools. Yeah, all three of us. But oh yeah, here okay. Here's something. Porn. I just dramatized in one of your comedy skits, though. Okay, well, James Franco. Here's the thing that could. Well, here's the thing. It just like in Superbad. You know when like he has the dick story and they flash back (laughs) just to get some history with them, like oh, and they used to go to school together and stuff. It would definitely be like that. Austin always tells you I have these stupid stories of shit that happened. It's very true. I was trying to be funny and shit and did weird things. And it would definitely be like a take some stupid story I did and then turn it into a skit kind of like 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 overblow and funnier than it originally was. That is. And so you'd like would have multiple skits. I think we're onto something. I think we need to like make like a movie of just skits of like stories from the our life dumb things that we did the, the absolute dumb shit we did what we and there'd do have it. to be middle school ones like when i <laughs> yeah hurting you guys mouth no. oh my god 
And well, that was that was me and Noah. Yes, that was me and our yes. buddy Noah. Uh, um, there's so many stories. You, well, you can do that, and then like have it in the sense that you know, if it's a coming of age tale, you if you wanted to do like a grown up version, you could do it like we do DMT or something, and you just blast off into the realm of flashbacks. Oh, that could be cool because I, I I don't know where it should end. That's the, that's the like, toughest part that I found. Obviously, it ends like... Because like your life's still going. You can't say... like You could take creative liberty and say, oh, this is what the end of my life's going to look like in this story. Well, but I mean, there's plenty of movies where it just stops. It just pans out from the scene that they're ending on, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel in this case, you'd want to have something as like a... Maybe it's a reunite... Like, like you reunite, you reunite like your friend group through these crazy like stories right now <laughs> like yeah it, it can literally be that as like an ending i like it because like it's about high school shit and like you know some people i still talk to from swainston then i had like these new people that i had to know and then i like made a bunch of good friends and you know um you know i was in theater and my uh, became great friends with my theater teacher and like you know and you know teachers would definitely be characters in this movie Yes. My kindergarten teacher, Mr. Ganther, he'd be a character. Oh, rest in peace, Mr. Ganther. Yeah. Was he old? No. It's I, I'm not gonna say it on the We should really talk sad. about it. Oh. Well, I'll tell kinda, you after. Just rest in peace. That's all oh, I'm yeah. gonna say. Okay. He's not gotcha. around, he's dead. So, anyways, but like he, you know, there are certain teachers like we all go to school, so there's certain teachers that like really taught us something. One or two of them, you know. Like like we were saying, we had a lot of good English teachers, you know. But uh Mr. Ganther would be one. Because, like, he was a fun teacher, but, like, he wouldn't, like, he would cut the shit with you. Like, if he had to tell you something. I heard, like, one time he picked up a kid. Like, picked him up <laughs> and yelled at him. <laughs> oh, that's, okay. Oh, I thought you were saying something else. But, uh, uh, so, a little backstory. <laughs> so, at the, the elementary school Christian I went to, there were two kindergarten teachers. He had Mr. Ganther, I had Ms. Sessoms. So, there's two teachers. Were okay. you were you AM or PM? AM or PM? I don't remember. Don't ask morning me. Or afternoon. <laughs> I was morning. I was always morning. Um. I remember though, like when I was like signing up for school for the first time and I was like, okay, my mom was with me and she's like, you want the boy teacher or the girl teacher? And I was like, uh, and, and the mom, my mom was like, I, I don't know. Any of the teachers super mean. And she was, I heard the, the lady at the office who's still there. I think goes, I think the male teacher, I think I've heard some stories that he's not the nicest guy, but then I heard the complete opposite growing up. That he was super nice, but I heard like if he yelled, like everybody like shut the fuck up. Teaching kindergarten is a special profession. You guys got to go back into a kindergarten class right now and be like, whoa. I heard you have to have like more of a degree to, to teach. It's well, you're teaching the most basic of basic things, but it's like literally just, you know, hyped up kids all day. Like that. Mr. Did Gunther you, probably wanted to. Mr. Gunther. Yeah, Mr. Gunther. Mr. Mr. Gunther. I don't even say that because, well. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. He was, he was saying like uh, teaching kindergarten. Some of those guys just want to blow their brains out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so look, okay. Anyways, moving on from kindergarten. Well, look, Mr. Ganther, he was like, he's a funny guy. He would like cut the shit with you. And I remember like here a funny memory was while we were learning the difference between the F sound and the TH sound in words, like which goes where. Fuck. And I thought like I got got him mixed up and I and I started saying finger instead of finger. Okay. And guess who turned me around? Mr. Ganther did. <laughs> It's like it's like a long montage of like he's just sitting there just working with them, like they both are like have their sleeves rolled up. So I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like certain like little bits shaped my character, and those would always have to be like the important shit would have to be flashbacked on. Yes, and as well as like uh, this, like the dumbest stories, like the stupid stuff we're talking about, like uh, like where he drew his teeth with pencil in second grade. Yeah, yeah, like that could be oh. a whole bit and be way funnier. There'd be some other circumstance and because definitely dramatized. It'll definitely be a. Uh, you know, you have to have really good kid actors. The writing's got to be on point. But I think with your director, I think that you'll hit yeah those good comedic points. Yeah. Um. Let's let's think about what's next. Okay, we're gonna flash back. That's big importance. Um. Oh, and then as for the ending, it, I feel like because a big part of that was being in theater, like probably somewhere near the end of the movie, there'd be like a like a big show or something. Okay. And um, there'd be something I have to overcome. Like I said, there there would definitely be dramatization. Mm-hmm. And so like there could be a conflict that didn't even really exist. Because I, I like drumming it up for the comedy and the drama, you know? And then it could end up being just like, like Austin said, if you don't have a true ending, you can always just like leave off from that moment in time. Or like a dream, like a, what if it's oh, like yeah. close the curtain or like Yeah, well a, that would be like the climax. Okay, and then uh, then I'm like, where do we cut off the shit? Because like right now I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> we're all doing a lot of nothing right now. <laughs> so I think you know we started this podcast, and I like the thing like, oh, we we reunited and did DMT. That would be like the nice. <laughs> that'd be a great send off scene. Well, like because like we you can have a scene at the beginning and of it's like traumatized. Austin's like Austin TikToking us and stuff, and like you know like you can start off with that, and then you know like we're like all right, we're gonna do it today, guys, and then bam, send you off. You come back, and then like the end of the movie is us like you coming out of your DMT trip. To add it to Christian's humor, he takes it, and it's the the sound effect from Happy Gilmore when he hits the ball. That's his that's his takeoff, flying <laughs> a thousand miles away, and he's just. <laughs> I'd get the stare, like staring a thousand miles. You get the Vietnam stare. <laughs> I'm like, so dr- I think, no, drooling, that's, that's singing, drooling, that's- singing, uh, fortunate, fortunate, and black. Oh, that red, white, and blue. But you were going to say. No, I said that was was perfect. I think you, we have the sustenance now. Flashbacks will make a major point because you you say comedic flashbacks, but you also are going to have those major life point flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Couple of conflict flashbacks. Got it. The flashbacks are going to be be jokes. Name a couple of actors that we might want to see portrayed in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do something kind of special that I just thought of recently. But um, just to clarify, first, let me tell you about the flashbacks. Yes. There's going to be good moments, but it's going to be just like a movie like Superbad or Adventureland, where it's comedy, 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 and you get that, you know, it thins down and you get to that little moment. So a lot of these flashbacks, it's not going to be like, the main part of them is going to be the joke, but then there's going to be the like, the coming of age funny thing that's hidden in it. Yeah. Like, you know, we were all dumb kids and yeah, exactly. You know, draw the little. <laughs> draw the draw that that kind of you know parallel. But anyways, they're going to be mostly jokey, but there's going to be a point hidden in them. Um, and what's the thing you said you're going to talk actors. about? Oh, actors. Actors. Okay, so um, I don't know who would play me. Um, I I do like Jonah Hill, only because he could be timid, but also like stupid. If we were going to do resurrections, Chris Farley. Okay, oh see, gosh. I thought of Chris Farley. I thought of Chris Farley. Yeah, dude, we, but then, I, then I'm like, then I'm like, ah, he's, you know, I don't know what the rules <laughs> we, are. We, 
we we specialize in resurrecting dead celebrities, just yes. so everybody's aware. Chris Farley, I mean, like, look, if you're a funny fat guy, Chris Farley's your guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's like, like that's why I like Ralphie May, the comedian. Uh, like, yes. Rest in peace, Ralphie, Ralphie May. May. Hilarious. Rest in peace to him too. His Cuban coffee joke is my favorite of all time. His any joke is funny. So definitely, <laughs> Seth <laughs> Rogen could do it if we have Bring Max. Chris Farley is just as good of an answer. I like Chris Farley. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say one or the other only because, like, I would. I, I'm saying right now, Chris Farley over over Jonah Hill. I'd give a lot of like. I'd give a lot of. Uh, I this is high budget, okay? So my casting people, my like Disney level casting people, they do a lot of the work. Yes, <laughs> they resurrected yes. Chris Farley for you. <laughs> the secret technology that that they used on the Walt Disney. Disney don't bunker. mess with the mouse. Don't. Ah, me- uh, yeah. If we learned anything from John, Supreme Leader John from Burger Fifty One, don't mess with the mouse. All right, so actors, yeah, Chris Farley that'd be a good one for me or Jonah Hill. I, I almost say no to Jonah Hill because I don't want to say, oh, let's make a movie like Superbad and put Jonah Hill in it. So if actors and then title after and then title, yeah, title of your movie. Uh, well, well, well I'll, I'll explain what I know. I feel like okay. your title should be Infowars. <laughs> <laughs> Name it something like do like a brand like a Sunset or Retractable Awning uh, <laughs> or like. Like something obscure, like what that, is what is the that name doesn't of those? Mean anything? Of those like uh, like compilation CDs of like R and B music from like the nineties that we would see at three in the morning on Cartoon Network. Oh my god! Don't ask me, you, bro. You know I don't what I'm know talking about, right? Yeah, no, I don't know the name of them. Yeah, though. I don't remember. The, but like, you could find out the name of one of those and just name it that. Marvin Gaye's greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like something that doesn't make sense. But you know, they like, wow, uh, don't I really like that Marvin Gaye. I'm gonna come to this movie and it's like, what's up, fuckers? <laughs> this isn't Marvin Gaye. <laughs> so, all right, actors. Okay, now something there's gonna be something very interesting that's gonna play a narrative role in this movie. But I'll get to the generic stuff first. Um, I think my okay, my actual family, right? My actual family would be played by like actors that like kind of resemble them. But my family would be very generic. And, and this isn't like, fuck my family, because you're going to see why. I have a very interesting <laughs> thing going on. Right? They'd be like generic. It'd just be whatever actors look like my family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought it'd be funny if Stone Cold played my dad, because uh, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's bald and he lo- we used to watch wrestling when we were a kid. Oh, perfect. And we went to like WrestleMania one year and it was fucking crazy. Cool. Yeah. He kinda, we, we I could into see that it. shit. No. Or going to a WWE event is the coolest goddamn event you could ever go to. If people like don't clown people that go to that because oh they're they're the crowd is hyped as hell. I mean, so my my only association with WWE is through my work, but like it's so it's like knowing that like if you suspend belief, like it's so cool. Like if mm-hmm. you suspend like like reality, suspension like, I, of disbelief. Yeah, like if you're just like all right, I'm just gonna watch it just for some entertainment value. Like this shit's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like you think wrestling's real, then you find out it's fake, but then you realize the art of what they're doing theatrically is also still cool. So then you're like, you gotta accept it. Like my dad always knew wrestling was was acting, but he never told me that. <laughs> but he loves it, and I, and now I'm like, I'm back on the left. I'm like, oh, it was actually intellectual the whole time. <laughs> if they put together three hour movies once a week, like it's nuts when you think about it. Isn't yeah. it like the longest running show or something? Yeah, it's uh, Raw is the longest running episodic television because they're technically like it's like a Dragon Ball Z. It's like they're each episode. It's the <laughs> longest running episodic television show in history. Nuts. I so, had to know that for work. Stone Cold would be my father. Um, 
he he'd have to come in at some point because like you know your father always says something to you that it was important it's just like the teacher like so everybody in your life says something important you at one point they gotta be there but my family though whoever played them they'd be generic like a very generic family like you know your cookie cutter they you know they're like your nice parents so they'd be super cookie cutter now random characters in the movie that i'd meet would be played by my family got you <laughs> and my actual family the generic ones at home they want to teach me shit but my parents playing the other my my family playing the other characters in random places it's like you know in super bad when like uh there's the cops or there's like the lady at the liquor store it's that, like a, it's like a it's like a parently figure yeah it's like because like the way i feel intellectually is we don't just learn because we're told things we watch other people and like we get something from so like like you watch the guy the way a guy pumps gas and you, you learn something like like i don't know like you get all your tendencies from just watching other people so then it, it's kind of like big brain because the people that guided me in real life you know you you kind of separate the parental figure by making them some other random character like oh he's this guy's a police officer he's a janitor in a store you go into or something yes and I'd have some interaction where they've taught me something, right? Even a very small, you know, <laughs> Tony yeah. yellow snow. What, what do you know, old man? And walking. so obviously, like I said, this is big, but I'll be covered in a, uh, the coming of age comedy, right? Yes. It's all hilarious. And, uh, what else from there? Give me a question so I could roll. How through are it. you? Oh, well, a, a question about the movie. All right. <laughs> well, thank you. So are you, is it going to be like a bunch of like skits that just like kind of lead like kind of like a Joe Dirt kind of thing? Or is it going to oh, be yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a George's film where it just okay. like leading into? I haven't answered that yet. Okay. So it's going to have like an arc. Um, there's going to be. There's going to be some sort of uh, like the climax. I said it's going to be whatever the theater thing is. There's going to be some sort of conflict there. Um, the characters that play my friends, I think. I couldn't name actors for all my friends because it's a bunch of random. It, it's all it's personally like school shit where like there's all these people you go to school with and it's partially like more genuine acquaintances and friends. So in a way, they would be genuine somewhat, but they'd also kind of be like a like a caricature, like oh, she's like a you know regular emo chick or something. This is like a kind of a jock guy. This is like a nerdy when you, theater when you guy. Have a movie with that many people, like I think I was able to name characters for mine because it's such an intimate movie it's literally just me and cameron you know for you that's yeah. all you have a lot of different people you'd have to list off but i get you and then so and um so because you know it's kind of played up for comedy and for like maybe the the story of the drama which i don't know what the exact conflict would be but something like oh i gotta do this by the time the show comes on race against time or some shit like that you know, whether it's like, oh, get my confidence, but there's also like a subplot of some crazy thing I have to do. I'd be a hero in this movie. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I think in our own stories, we always want to view us as heroes. So I'd frame a way to where like I do everything right and end up, you know, but, but I'm celebrated by the end, but it's still coming of age where you see a struggle and then like I overcome it at the same mm-hmm. time. So it wouldn't just be bullshit. It wouldn't be substances. No, I get you. I get you. That's fun. So, uh, and, you know, it's coming of age movie. There'd definitely be like a love story. Everybody, I like this one girl in high school. Okay, and it'd be dramatized to fuck. It wouldn't be the real thing at all. Christian, <laughs> Christian just said hi to her once. She's like, oh hey, and that was it. 
But yeah, in the, but in the movie, it's like I profess my love to you, and she was like, "Get bent." I think it's like like it ended up like nothing happening. So I'd still like I wouldn't I wouldn't lie and say like I got her for the drama. I'd still be like no because it still has to be real and shit. Yes, but whatever the conflict is, like like uh, some dramatic argument or something, and and as the climax happens, there's like the love arc, you know. <laughs> Goes one way or the other. Christian, it turns into an anime. He parkours from one side of the school to the other to catch her before got, class starts. I got a little clever one. Uh, you like are stalking her low key, and then you look and see what her like. She throws in the trash can. It's like a nutty candy bar. Turns out she just picked it up like from the ground like a while ago because she doesn't like litters. She's really just allergic to peanuts. So you give her a peanutty candy oh, bar. Oh no! Happy <laughs> <laughs> bad. Happy bad. I kill her. Oh my god! I kill her. Oh my god! No, that's great. Because that, I don't know how it happened, but it, it would have to be like it would. Because like coming of age and like the the super bad style story is about being like kind of dumb and and down on your luck. So like it'd be funny that I just make some fatal mistake trying. It's like oh, I'm trying to give myself to people and be <laughs> advance as a person, and then oh, I make some crazy mistake like that. And this, she's in the hospital, but looking at me angrily. And it's like, that's it. We're not even friends anymore. Boop, boop, I don't boop, like boop, you. You know, you boop, fucked up big time. Boop, boop, boop. Exactly. Like that's the, the ending the of the movie thing. right there. <laughs> and then like Christian comes to he's like, ah, just in the middle of the DMT trip. <sighs> the, the happy Gilmore brings us back. <laughs> so, and then an actor, um, my theater director would definitely be an, uh, like a significant character, like out of like most of the people. Cause he's one of those like, people that like taught me something and i'm like oh shit like big brain so i think i'd want him to be played by the guy who plays charlie and it's always sunny yeah because they have uh, some of the same physical tendencies and it's like weird i think his name is charlie day his real name is charlie yeah he uses the real name charlie day which always interests me he's the crackhead one right the one with the meme where he's like drawing all the conspiracies together yes but yeah. his character's like learning Pop, disabled. Pepe, sylvia he gets more learning disabled as the seasons go on so like it it's it's crazy. It's almost like you feel bad for him. On my graduation cap, uh, I put me like when I graduated college, I put memes from all the shows I liked. And the one I chose from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is uh, it's like Charlie saying or like them, the gang saying, Charlie, you can't read. And then uh, Max said, he'll adapt. And then like <laughs> the next one is like, he'll adapt to reading. It's just it. It, it's sad because they show you him like write things down and it's like symbols and pictures yes. and like they all in his dream book is just like the weirdest looking thing in the world oh, i'm gonna have God. to watch this show again yes you do yes you do highly recommend anyhow you know when you see an actor and like it's not like 100 percent physical but like something about like their posture and like some of their physical tendencies it reminds you of somebody you know Mm-hmm. And you're like damn that's weird like he, he doesn't even look all the way like him but the way he's you know he says something or you know for some reason like i watch him and like the way he moves around when he's trying to be funny he does it the same way so then and he also kind of has the same scruffy beard so he played my theater director is I he secretly it. charlie day it's kind of crazy that you you've said so many it's always funny things that actually are in the show like there's an episode where he makes a play. I don't know if you've seen The Nightman. The Nightman. We just boy, watched The Nightman Cometh. Boy. Yes. Wow. Yeah, the Nightman. Ah, little boy. Tiny boy. 
love a boy i need you <laughs> that that's i remember watching that and that song is like perfectly embedded into my head and i only saw that episode once it's so good it's crazy that charlie's like a savant like he can play the <laughs> piano yes right he can't read it. <laughs> it's like damn like it's it's like tragic he's learning disabled and he's around all these morons and nobody can help him is that the real plot what that he Dude. that he is learning disabled you watch yeah, the show no, it, yeah they, yeah he uh, they don't it progressively say it, but he can't read and it's like almost sad and There's, it gets worse yeah well you he can, huffs glue <laughs> oh yeah they have glue they <laughs> sniff gasoline they have gasoline all the nine uh no i'm telling you it, they don't like say it but they you, say you it. can see it the gang makes fun of him they call him like you're retarded or no they said d was dating a retarded person but I think they ended up calling Charlie a retard too. They used the R word. But then you got the then you got Rumham over there. Yeah, Rumham. It's kind of crazy. It's like they all. It's just a big dysfunction. Each other. All right, they, Christian. What's the title of this this movie? Yeah. See, that's the thing, though. I oh oh, like I said, here's my excuse. Like I said with the actors, how production would like do most of the fucking work. Yeah. Dude, you know how m- much people get paid for doing like the titles for Disney. How much? Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right? Just for coming up with a title. So, like, you have something like Toy Story, of all things. Well, that was Pixar, so it was a little different. I know. I know. But but he he names for multiple movies. I'm talking about the guy that named uh, Toy Story and a bunch of other movies. The studio could say, like, oh, what's the obvious title for us? Or they can get the guy that's a professional. That's like, this is the title that's going to connect with the audiences. And this is exactly what you got to call it. Something retractable awning. (laughs) (laughs) See, they they planted that dumb idea in my head of just naming it something that has no bearing on anything. Maybe. (laughs) That's a possibility. You don't want to rule it out. Nobody finds this shit funny, but I find it funny only because, like, it doesn't make sense. Well, that's what would make it funny about the film is like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Let's name it this. It's like, what did you call the movie Big Red? I don't like the soda. I don't know why I called it that either. That's what I (gasps) said in the interview. (laughs) We're going to call it Mr. Pibb because of your love for Mr. Pibb. So uh, for those who don't know, we were talking about movie theaters the other day in our, in our, in our podcast chat. And Christian was basically talking about how he would like trade a live animal for the Mr. Pibb. Yeah. They make that mm, go to the theater, get Mr. Pibb. You'll know what I'm talking about. Crispy Mr. Pibb. (laughs) That sip, that perfect smoothness versus Christmas. So you're saying you're going to just take out all the busy work and just let the, the executives handle this for you. Unless I could think of something funnier. I still think like Sunset or Retractable Awning is pretty great. I, I, I like to call it something obscure like that. I, I think that's a, that's a good uh, taking off point. Or you could do DMT and then <laughs> George, stop just, trying to get us to do drugs. <laughs> we'll do mushrooms together. One George day. is the guy that Dare warned you about. Yeah. And actually, the crazy thing was I gave $2 to these chicks the other day for standing Dare? outside out Ace Hardware for they, Dare. They look at me and I feel like they know not to talk to me. Really? Yeah. They, I've seen them four times and they never say anything to me. I had to ask them when I went up to them, like, are you guys doing anything any different? Because it didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most of us, it didn't work. Uh, you know, it works when you're younger. It makes you like, wow. And you're like, really drugs bad. are bad. But I mean, I like I don't smoke weed, but I wish people were handing me weed as often as Dare said they would be. Yeah, you'd be surprised. And then now with it all being legal, I'm very surprised you haven't indulged. At least once. You, know, you go in, get a little pre-roll. 
We'll do it. We'll do it one night. <laughs> it was you guys. I'm glad the audience it, is it able def- to. It creeped up on me though, so it was like it's legal now. So they're like, I know there's no complication in trying. Yes, you know. Yes, a little more regulated. Right, so I'll go ahead yes. and uh, start with my super opinion. regulated. Like you know, you're not going to so get stuff the, that's going to kill you. The time frame is isn't that the fun of it though? Wrestling in high school. That's so the, the dice, baby. Other when she starts seeing like. First, what? I'm gonna start with the director. Molly looks like, There's and you're two. like, "This, this is, is a really weird movie, like. and it's this, gonna be funny." This is not like you're like, uh, <laughs> I thought Molly. It's gonna would, be a comedy. Uh, it's gonna be like a look, comedy look feel nice. good yeah, I mean, action I movie. I don't know if I'm gonna be like Joe like Rogan. Get like those are usually so the best my ones. directors are Christopher yeah, Nolan. No, no, you gotta okay. yeah, well, in moderation, and then Adam Sam. I'm yeah. Did you add Christopher Nolan before or after I said Adam Sandler? No, I had this before we left my house. Listed out. Okay. Okay. Uh, so me is going to be Matthew. It's going to be two parter. Me is going to be Matthew Gray Gub, uh, Goobler, which is the guy who plays uh, Reed in Criminal Minds. The only reason why is because he's from here. And then I, I've been told I sound like him and I kind of look like that in high school. Really skinny. You were there. Yeah. Really skinny. I had muscle on me then, but no, but you were still in the one thirty club. I, Max was one thirty. Yeah. I was wrestling like one twenties freshman year. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, and then for the wrestling scenes, it's going to be Tito Ortiz. Oh my god! <laughs> so it's gonna be two people. Matthew's I like gonna it. Uh, be Matthew when I'm like walking around talking to people like for the rest of and then two yes. But I just like I think right it, before the match, like they do like a close up of you like slapping your legs like how wrestlers do. Yeah. But then you slap them, and then as it zooms up, you just turn into Tito Ortiz. Well, I just feel like with like no editing or anything, it's just one second on Matthew, one second on <laughs> Tito Ortiz, just for the sheer comedic just shaking hands before the match. Uh, so the coaches, uh, coach. Tank is going to be Terry Crews. Yes. And then Coach Abrams, Mr. T. Oh my God. What a wrestling coach <laughs> duo. That is awesome. Uh, and then, no, they, kids, they match really well. Mr. T and our wrestling coach, Coach Abrams, hand in hand. Terry Crew uh, matches Coach Tank because they're just really loud, buff, aggressive African American people. Yes. Anyways, you're going to be in this movie. Yes. Uh, you would be in the movie, but it's just this because George like, oh, a scene in time. If it was going to be like a life movie, obviously I'd have to cast Christian. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be Al Pacino, but him as Scarface. Fuck. Yes. So you're going to be talking to me like with like a really thick Cuban accent all the time. I'm going to fucking in, wrestle these fucking cockroaches. But we're like in urban Nevada. So like it's we're nowhere near Cuba. Uh, the score is going to be done by Hans Zimmer. Okay. It's going to be like the action scenes are going to be really cinematic over the top Christopher Nolan Hans Zimmer duo as they normally are. Yes. And then everything else is just going to be stupid fucking comedy for no reason. So it's going to be super like contrasting. Are you going to do uh, like the comedy points of like what happens at wrestling tournaments and stuff? Uh, The tournaments because that's that's my plot is like the tournaments and how I progressed to junior year when I finally won first at a tournament. Yeah. Um, The practices are going to be like all like Adam Sandler, like like grownups. Got you, got you. Uh, so okay, uh, the some of the scenes would be like fucking this kid who like I'm not gonna name names, but this kid who like wouldn't fucking do the sprawls properly, so we all had to do him again. He got stood up at the front. So yeah, like would those be like comedy points? Yeah, because Terry Crew would go up there and just like slap the shit out of him. I would just, love Terry Crew to just degrade a high schooler. Yeah, like <laughs> slap him and just but be that's like, because that's how these and just start shaking his titties in front of the kid's face. <laughs> But that's like, but that's like really how practice was. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna call him Michael. Coach would be like, "All right, Michael, don't want to do sprawls. Guess what, Michael? You come into the front, and we got fifty more." And everyone's like, "God damn it, Michael!" So <laughs> the matches are gonna be super cinematic, like 
like interstellar dark Knight, just really well done. And then the comedy aspects are going to be like just shot on like one camera. Jesus Christ. I, I like it because it, like it, the it, idea of inflating a story, I think, but I feel makes like it funny. In my head, that's how it was. Wrestling matches, exactly. I was like, oh my God, dun, 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 dun. And then practices were just like, we're George and I were just talking shit to each other across the room. And then we were, George and I weren't wrestling partners because he was like 50 pounds heavier than me. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have matched up. You got to wrestle people you wait. Or at least just slightly higher, like me and Coach Hatch. Uh, <laughs> Coach Hatch was still my, well, we weighed way more than me. But, um, I think it would be really important to do like a a weight cutting uh esque scene, like really comedy, like you can uh throw up and <laughs> just vomit. <laughs> we find like this new substance that makes us like excrete all the bodily fluids that we have in us so we can make weight. And how they and how they sell it to you is uh like you sweat, but I just had like massive diarrhea. <laughs> it it says like this is the way it's supposed to make you feel. And then you just have like in the fine print at the bottom, like these are the side effects and all the side effects happen to you. But none of the results. I'm, st- I'm like still like 15 pounds over. <laughs> but uh, and then it would be like my first tournament, losing, 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 losing second tournament, winning some and then third tournament, you know, even though I would kind of take it out of context, but just for the like the maybe like a Rocky movie. Got you. Rocky movie, but really shittily shot. Um, And then it would be like my first tournament where I, I, one like first place but and then like one of the one of the like moments would be like getting my first pin yes because that's like like it's gotta be like second you said like the second uh tournament right yeah get your first pin in the second tournament because first tournament i won matches but i never pinned anybody i always won on points the second match felt bad these two exchange students from china came here and they wanted to wrestle and i just i bodied them so bad and it was back to back they're both from clark and the first kid I pinned and the second kid I beat by like 10 points. He's like, you're really good. And then you're just like, and you, we can have a, what the hell is his name? The guy with the hangover. Chow. Oh, doctor, whatever. Yeah. Doctor. Oh, what the hell is his name? Don't ask me. I always forget his <laughs> I, name. I, I, Tito Chow. Ortiz just, just double legs him. Yeah. Tito Ortiz just double legs him. <laughs> Hen Jong. Hen Jong. Uh, title of the movie. Um, I'd probably do it like grab that leg or something you can name it like a wrestling move or i could name it like short and sweet coach coach tank would call fridays he would call him uh but see i feel you gotta name it a wrestling move because that wrestling move could be your final uh my winning my winning move like the pile driver and then you just fucking tombstone pile driver <laughs> which is illegal but it's okay he goes through the freaking ground <laughs> Through the <laughs> through the basketball the court wood. because we would we would put mats over the basketball court and wrestle that way. But uh, yeah, for, what if, what if the coach would say you're you're you know you're out there you're wrestling it's getting heated it's getting to the climax and your coach on the sideline says remember short and sweet like like he's like it's like Rocky and he's he's the but that's the thing that was like the, the coach that told it I guess that's kind of a, a flaw because the coach would tell short and sweet wasn't there for my final tournament but he's got if it's Terry he's got to be there I would make. It's, it's, it's your version, you know. I, I know it's you your version one on one. In my opinion, but, uh, you have Mr. T and Terry Crews right there just cheering you on. Yeah, because I guess because at some tournaments we would have both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but Terry Crews just sitting there. But like Ter- Terry Crews never has a shirt on throughout the entire movie. Okay, and he and every time he's talking, he's flexing. I like it, but like he's definitely wearing slacks. Like he's dressed oh, up. Yeah, like he's from the it, bottom down it to the nines, right? But the top, he's just like. <laughs> 
And then he wrestles that way too. Like when he's teaching us, he wrestles on like fucking slacks and loafers. He's always saying, when you got a body like this, you don't need to wear a shirt, boy. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my movie. I don't know what I would name it though. Uh, I guess like Half Nelson. Ha- yes. Wrist, wrist and Half. Remember wrist and Half? Yeah. Sprawl. Sprawl. Michael messed up his sprawls. Now we all got to do 50 more. The movie. Tito or T. Oh, we could. Uh, <clears throat> this summer. Coming to you live. From the wrestling mat of Cheyenne High School. One man. One director. Adam Sandler. And what was the other director's name? <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Like Keith Ledger Adam Joker. Sandler. <laughs> And Christopher Nolan direct Half Nelson. That's and then it's good. just like a cut of like Tito Ortiz. But like Tito Ortiz like just slamming the absolute shit out of somebody. Like that like Ken Jong, like just lifting yeah. up but doing something like not even legal, like doing like a um what did the rock rock bottom? He just rock bottoms the fuck rock out of somebody. Bottoms. Half Nelson's. Will he win it all? Cutting weight. Throwing up at practice. Sign effects. This summer. That's my movie. I love it. I like it. I love cutting off and then having Tito Ortiz. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's but like, awesome. But like, like Matthew puts the singlet on. It's the same color, and the, uh, the other dude is like a much different color, so you can't get him confused. And then it's just Tito Ortiz just sitting there. I, yeah, no, yeah, I, shoots funny, I like it. your version of what happened. Yeah, in all its glory. Yeah. Well, everybody. Those are our movies. We hope you enjoyed hearing about how uh, good yet terrible we are at writing films. Yes, I I think by this time next year we we should have one script written between the three of us. <laughs> Piece together. Yes. Piece together. Yeah. Well, uh, if you guys have your own movie ideas, or if you want to tell us how terrible ours are, you can find us. Well, I guess find us. You can email us at lukewarmcinemapodcast at gmail We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. Until next week, we'll see you guys later. See ya.